Hello and welcome to the latest new cool film reviews for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about uh, the latest movies that have just launched. Uh, and this just came out this week uh, on Netflix. Uh, the film is based on the infamous 1969 trial of the seven defendants charged by the federal government with conspiracy uh, and more. Arising arising from countercultural protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The trial transfixed the nation and sparked a conversation about mayhem intended to undermine the US government. Uh, it is directed by Aaron Sorkin uh, and a screenplay also by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, it has a pretty um, star-studded cast with the likes of Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Eddie Raymian, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's... Um, just to name a few, there's a whole bunch more. Um, what did you think of it, Josh? It was good. It was a standard historical courtroom drama that has a very good script. It has some very good acting and a plain direction style, I guess, is the way I put it. Yeah. Yeah, I so I just want to sort of preface and say that like I think this is a very important film, um, especially it's an if you're. Story it's a, to, it, uh, yeah, yeah. I I definitely like don't want to say that I can recommend. I would recommend this to like a lot of people. Like, is unless you you're really interested in this story, um, like I wouldn't recommend this to like my family or anything like that. Definitely. Nah, see, I would. I would definitely recommend this to, like, your parents or someone like that. Because this just feels like those <clears throat> ultra-patriotic movies out of the 90s, but they've taken it in a different way. Like, okay. think of all those courtroom dramas from the 90s that they would have ingested, all the John Grisham, all the everything. It's all there. Like, this is definitely a parents' movie, in my opinion. Okay, maybe we have very different types of drama, like, I would say. types of parents, maybe. <laughs> um, I would- so, yeah, like, for me personally, like, I think it's a great story that needs to be told. I also think that it's extremely important given the current state of society. Um, just just for you guys, uh, this has been put into cinemas, so we assume that it's going to be... Well, we, ju- we were just discussing before we started this, so we think that it's going to get, like, an Oscar nom... Um, because it's been put into cinemas by and Netflix. And I think that's mainly due to the, the, and that's due to the lack of competition this year, perhaps from real high-end Oscar-style movies. Yeah, I think like for me, this was just a yeah. As Josh was saying, it's a fine movie. Um, it's well acted. It's well directed. It doesn't. Mm. Like, 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 for for what it does, it's a well-directed film. I don't think it does anything that stands out. I just think that if you give this script and these actors to sort of any director, they could have got this exact same film. Yep, yep. I, oh, sorry, when I was talking about the 90s films, this reminds you of almost the way Disney, and it sounds weird, but the way Disney builds up, like, their sport movies, especially at the end, like... 
I really got the impression with the the end of the case and the way they sort of zoomed out at the end. I really got that Disney. The team's just done. They they haven't won, but they've just done something magical sort of thing. Yep. And that's fine. Like it's perfectly fine if that's the sort of heartwarming thing you're going for. But I, yeah, I just felt it was really generic in its direction style and. I send this to you as soon, actually while I was watching it, that if David Fincher had made this movie, it would be a 5 out of 5. Easily. Mm. Just because this movie had no tension at all. Absolutely no tension. Despite it always being a bunch of bad things happening in a row and things we're about, we're supposed to say, oh, the government's fucked, which I was the whole time. The whole time I was like, this is legitimately fucked that this happened. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. But it was just bad event after bad event after bad event with no tension or anything really and i use the social network as my bet as the best example for something like this because take the first scene of the social network where it is essentially just like mark zuckerberg sitting in a room coding for 20 minutes but the level of tension and everything that you're feeling through the way it's directed and the way it's paced makes you feel like there's a lot more going on Mm. whereas this film it just felt like what was happening was what was happening they're just presenting you with the bare facts and the bare minimum and shot through a lens of like yeah through like historical um revisionism's not the right word but through a like a 2020 lens on what happened and it's good in that sense because there's a lot of fuck things that happened here but to not add a level like a layer of suspense at all in your film is an odd choice to me. Mm. Yep. And I always like, I always wonder if it's like Hollywood eyes, like the ending where there's like the standing ovation and stuff like, and I feel like that, that like, I think that when you're trying to send a message and a message that's so important, like, like what this movie, like historically, or like what, what, like the, the, um, what the story is actually may have happened. Like, and it may I have. I think that may have happened, but as that's the sort of point that I was making with the sort of Disney direction side of things, that mm. that's how it felt with that standing ovation. Like it felt like we're watching the end of a Disney sport biopic about how the American hockey team beat the Russians in the Olympics. It's called Miracle. It's got Kurt Russell in it. It's actually a very good one. You should check it out. But that's the sort of impression I got. Like there's very yeah just run of the mill but yeah i would like to highlight a couple of the performances i thought sasha baron cohen was great unexpectedly great like i think that anyone who actually knows their movies and knows their films knows that sasha baron cohen can act yeah um i feel like one of the problems with historical fiction is that sometimes the facts behind it sort of remove some of the most interesting elements from the story because through the first half of the film um yaha abdul matei's bobby seal the black panthers leader yes was probably the most interesting character in the whole film up to a certain point and due to what happened in real life he gets removed from the trial and we don't really hear anything from him again throughout the rest of the film because this isn't his story it's the Chicago Seven story, and I'm like, okay, but that was that was like the, the more part interesting element, yeah, of the whole thing. 
Yeah. And he's phenomenal, by the way. I'd just like to shout him out specifically. He's yeah, and he was really, really good here. Yeah, really good here. Um, yeah, like this is on Netflix. So like, I don't know if like... For like, a Netflix quality film, it's very good. Yes, yes. And I think that that's definitely worth mentioning because like, they're, like Netflix does produce a lot of like films Trash. where they're trying to... yeah. They're trying to be good, but they are not good. So, like, this is definitely, like, stands out as a Netflix film. Um, I will ask you one thing before we wrap up, though. Yeah? What did you think of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character? Um, I, He did nothing for me, this film. He did nothing yeah, for no. me. Like, he was fine. Don't get me wrong. I just felt like his character was... I don't know, again, this is based in reality, but the ultimate fence sitter and, like, they didn't... They were sort of teasing that he'd do things and he just never ended up doing, doing them. them. And yeah, he just like, came off... In the end, he came off like any other lawyer. Like yeah. any other state attorney. I'm just trying to think, like... He reminded me of someone in this. Or maybe he reminded me of himself in, like, another film that I've seen. <laughs> but, like... I don't know. He didn't really offer. I any- just feel like they spent the entire first half of the film setting it- up this moral journey that he'd go on and that he just doesn't. And then they still give him the conclusion to that as if he has. Like, yeah, if you were, if you're in his position and you're a morally good guy with some of the stuff he witnessed, do you think he wouldn't just be like, yeah, look, I'm resigning. I'm not doing this anymore. This yeah. For a hundred and something days. Yeah. And like, also that, like spoilers, he stands up at the end. Really? Because like, there's all those like, yeah, you're right. It's sprinkled throughout the whole plot. There's that bit where they run into Sasha Baron Cohen and whatever the other guy's he's name is. relatively nice to him. And he's relatively nice. And, he, and he's like looking after his kids and you're like, oh, oh that's what he, he reminds me of, um, Oh, just Mercy, the movie that just came out with, uh, or like last yeah. year came out with, um, oh, what's his I'll name? It up for you. Oh, it's going to kill me. Um, it, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Um, I'll ta- yeah, I'll tell you what's weird. I just got to hop in now that you mentioned that. Literally, that movie got mentioned to me today. So I was talking to you. All right. So, so I, actually, this is a really good, like, like, I'm glad that I brought this movie up. Go watch Just Mercy. Just Mercy is what I would consider a much better story with very, like, similar impotence. Like, you know what I mean? Like, very similar, like, story beats. And I feel it's just a bit more powerful than what this is. I've got a, I've got to uh, shout out our good friend Reese on this one because I was literally having a conversation with him today where he was like, yeah, I watched this movie last night. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of like The Trial of the Chicago 7. And it's kind of tripped me out that, well, I suppose it must the relevance must be there. I've literally had the same conversation with two people in a day, naturally. Yeah, so, like, I think that the big thing is, like, in Just Mercy, they set up the lawyer as someone who, like, totally flips their tune. Way better. Like, done way better in Just Mercy. And, like... Also, I feel like Just Mercy is a movie that you should go and watch as well. Yeah. 
as like not like not to shit all over this movie because I'm not like it's a good movie, but like I think that Just Mercy is a better movie. Is a better movie. It does similar things. Yes, exactly. But yeah, but that you were sort of explaining exactly what I was getting to that they give Joseph JGL's character the end to the story that they were setting up, but never did. Yeah, giving you the intro and the conclusion with no body. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, all right, you can stand up and clap at the end, but you literally allowed men to be prosecuted that you 100% knew were innocent. Yeah, and there's like that one scene where... It's like, I know you're not a big Star Wars fan, but it's the Darth Vader thing of, oh, thanks, Dad, you saved my life. I guess that makes up... Mm, Yeah. Look, I I think that like because it's an. Oh, F- sorry, we had a little bit of an audio cut there, but I was just saying that it's like the Darth Vader thing of yeah, Dad, you saved my life, but that sort of makes up for the millions of billions of people that you killed just because you saved my life. You're now a good guy mm. just because he stands up and claps at the end. Oh, he must have a moral compass, but it's like yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I think like. I feel like this would have hit differently. And like, I keep saying that for like all the films that come out this year that are like politically focused and like driven. Like, I don't know. I'm I like as on a personal level, um, I just need different types of movies. Like I didn't get any satisfaction like out of this film. Like it was a good story and it needed to be told, but like I wouldn't, say that I enjoyed this film and I'm not sure that you're supposed to but I yeah I'm oh, sorry I can recognize <laughs> it is a good film and I still I still gave it a three and a half because it is a good movie but I I feel like if this was if this was any year this movie could still be made because it's obviously an iconic story and if I'd have gone to the cinema no matter what year I'd still give it a three and a half just because it is a good historical drama but it's not a great one like you need you really need though this really needed some great direction and it just didn't have it yeah and And that's just due to the fact that Aaron Sorkin's talent lies in being a writer and there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah he was competent he was definitely competent so like one sorry one one last question Josh did you know anything about the Chicago 7 or had you heard of them before this because I personally had it. I knew of the... Sh- yeah, so I think I'd seen the, you know, the black and white footage they show a bunch. Okay. I heard of the Chicago riots, but not really. I'd seen the footage because they throw it in there with a lot of those historical things. And I did do um, American history at school, but I don't think we ever got to mention because this wasn't really a civil rights thing and it's funny because the one bit about civil rights sort of gets thrown out the window halfway through the movie yeah and i think sorry like i keep going but in terms of like this the way the story is told i would have preferred for them to not do as many like flashbacks and cuts flashbacks oh, and cuts please. throughout i would have preferred that, that's to what, that's what i'm getting at like i just don't think it's a well-structured movie yeah so i think that like in terms of structure I would have preferred to just have, hey, this is what happens at the start. Like, in the beginning, you know what I mean? And then, like, goes to the trial and then it ends. I don't know if the, the flashbacks... I, I just didn't I like that structure. I even minded if, 
I wouldn't have even minded if they just did it a little better because <clears throat> throughout the film, there's no flashbacks for a long time at the start. Then you start getting flashbacks all the time. Yeah. And then you get some flash forwards to him recounting the events. But there's no real consistency to it at all. They yeah. sort of just throw He throws it in there whenever they need a story beat. Yep. Yep. And there's also no, like, I guess in terms of consistency, like, there's sections where the flashbacks go for 10, 15 minutes, and there's sections where they're a minute long. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like snap cuts. You'd rather it. You'd rather if you got like three minutes here, three minutes there, three minutes of what happened. But I don't even think a lot of the times you needed the flashbacks. Some of them were like another thing that I found ridiculous is the female undercover detective was thrown in there for legitimately no reason, just to give none one other. It it was just to give one single other sort of malleable government character so the film can be like yeah the government's government, fucked, but they're up. not but they're not all fucked there's some good ones in there it's like that was her only reason to be in the film her character was they make out again they make, her out to, they make her out to be a big deal she has her one scene on the stand and then we forget she was even a thing yep Yep. So they do that a lot. They they throw in a lot of like 10, 15 minute things to sort of make it go for a bit longer when honestly, I don't think they needed to. This could have been a real, real dark, real fucked up courtroom drama where we just got what was in the court and if it wasn't filmed with such... I, I always use the word sincerity and I think it really hits here. Like if everyone had a bit of an edge to them, this could have been a completely different movie and yes a really good one but you go for digestibility and maybe an even darker movie like this might not have been a good idea right now yeah yeah exactly it was captivating like it was captivating enough yeah like watching the whole thing made me be like oh i wish i had heard of this trial before yep me too like, i would rather watch a documentary on this yep yep that's that's where i sit as well i would have loved to have watched like a documentary on this thing Anyways, I think that that's a really good place to stop. Um, this has been the episode of new cool film reviews for The Trial of the Chicago 7, directed by Aaron Sorkin. Um, you can follow myself on Letterboxd, on Twitter, at KingFrogby. Uh, we also have, on to the right of me, uh, J. Luke, uh, Josh. Um, yep. Please follow him on Letterboxd. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, we hope to see you on the Wednesday podcast.